Welcome to Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. I'm Walt Grayson. In this episode, we head to Clarksdale, where Roger Stoley's love for the blues is what inspired him to say goodbye to a successful advertising career in St. Louis and move to Clarksdale to set up Cathead Delta Blues and Folk Art, a Mississippi blues store. And once there, the Ohio native put his marketing skills to good use, helping to revitalize a small Delta town and putting its music on the international map. The very first blues record, the actual like real blues album I ever bought was Muddy Waters' Folk Singer. It had things on it like, my home is in the Delta, you know, literally singing about here. Uh, so it just all kept pushing back to here. In February of 1995, I was recruited for a job in St. Louis, Missouri. So I moved there for the big job, the one you move for. Uh, but I get to St. Louis, and being a longtime blues fan, it kind of suddenly occurs to me, wait a second, Mississippi's probably five hours away. So I remember when I first visited, my very first visit to Clarksdale, I went out and saw at that time what was left of Muddy Waters' home out at Stovall Plantation. I came down to do what I called the Dead Man Blues Tour. You know, the idea being that I just sort of walk where my heroes walked, walk where the music came from, just assuming that it was probably all gone. So it just became my regular long weekend vacation spot. But I kept visiting here and thinking, well, I should be doing this. You know, this is a place that actually seems like it needs me, I can make a difference, versus there I'm just a cog in the machine. When I made this decision, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop out of this ridiculously paying, high-paying job. But you also had to think about, well, okay, i got to make a living. And I also need a way that I can actually meet people on a regular basis. You don't want to be like, stuck in some little cubbyhole or office or whatever. So I came up with basically the store I always wanted to walk into but could never find. And certainly Clarksdale did not have. And that's Cathead that we're standing in. sort of like shopping in a, a well-lit juke joint. You know, you can have folk art on the walls and blues art on the walls. You can have everything blues-related, recordings, documentaries, things to read, T-shirts, of course, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then it becomes this platform to work from so that you can start to book shows or create festivals or make documentaries or whatever. So we started Juke Joint Festival, and it's just built up to this beast. I mean, it really is stressful to even think about it, as much as I love it. And what that does is it creates business that weekend, but then it has sort of legs to it, you know, where people start thinking about opening a business downtown or people start thinking about moving here. So people ask all the time about sort of the, the fate of the blues and, and the health of the blues and is it dying? So the genre is healthy. The culture that it came from, particularly in the South, particularly in Mississippi and the Delta, it's getting very, very thin in terms of being able to walk up to an old bluesman in his 80s and say, what was it like? You know, how'd you grow up? Um, there are still guys like a big George Brock. George loves to talk about his mule, Ida, who he, he plowed with a mule. That's, you know, it's not that distant of a, of a past, I guess. And he'd sing to Ida to make her work harder. You know, and he just swears, you know, that mule would work harder if I sang to her. How can you tell that story if not in pictures? When I started trying to 
document Big George Brock, try to uh, basically try to formulate a comeback for him. Here's an old bluesman who had sort of disappeared into the, into the sands of time, but was totally real deal and still at the top of his game in terms of his performance. And basically ended up this uh, cool little documentary called Hard Times. That's the first thing that I did for film festivals. Of course, now it's on DVD. After doing Hard Times, we just started talking about doing some bigger project. In fact, we'd call it The Project. So we'd be sitting at, you know, a crazy hill country house party with moonshine and out of tune guitars and something crazy happens and somebody starts a tire fire. And you're like, this is the project. And that's essentially what M for Mississippi is. It's a seven consecutive day road trip through Mississippi, having those crazy experiences. Uh, and we follow that up with We Juke Up In Here, which essentially is a study of, okay, what's a juke joint and where are they now? What happened to them? So our newest project is called Moonshine and Mojo Hands, and we just tour folks around, showing them crazy blues experiences, uh, some historical things, and then some things are just like barbecued raccoon at a blues yard party, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's the kind of stuff that you know people really they they want that authentic blues experience, and, and it can still be had in Mississippi if people hurry up and get here. Well, yeah, and then Hidden History of Mississippi Blues. Uh, I know the history press loves it. They'd read about some things I'd done, so they kind of knew about me. They did some research and thought, well, that seems to be the guy. So we want this book on Mississippi Blues, but we don't know what we want. You know, what, what do my customers ask me about the most? So that's kind of how I, I broke it up. I was like, well, people ask about the origins of the blues, obviously you've got to have, but also things like the crossroads and all the stuff ties into that. Um, juke joints, you know, the, what are these things? Etc. So I basically wrote chapters on things people ask me about the most. And then since I'd already been interviewing old bluesmen for the better part of 10 years at that point for Blues Review Magazine, I just took those interviews and re-edited them as chapters. So you have, you know, T-Model Ford, Robert Belfort, these real storied characters that just have amazing backstories. I get customers who ask me, they'll say things like, well, you must really love the blues to have moved here. Like, well, I do love the blues, and I did move here, but I could have kept visiting here if I was just gonna come down and try to hear stuff. My thing is, I came here for the music, but it's the people that kind of made me want to stay. You know, there's real Southern hospitality here for one thing, but also just all the stories and the characters. Um, it's kind of like this culture with a voice. And I think that's what has just been so attractive to me to be able to spend time with these guys or Robert Bilbo Walker, you know, a, a guy who's 80 years old and wears a wig and a suit and dances with his guitar. Um, the late T-Model Ford, a bluesman who made it to maybe 93 years old, was in here one day entertaining the ladies as he did. And uh, I said, tell him where you're from, T-Model, because usually he said, I'm from Greenville, Mississippi. You know, like draws it out. Instead of that day without just, you know, even pausing, he says, I'm from the United States of Mississippi. In, in that great draw. But it was like, I started thinking about that, and I was like, it really kind of is like that. Within the music and the art and the culture, it's like this little country. Back then, there were the signs when you came into Mississippi, you know, now it says birthplace of America's music, which is true and which is awesome. But I kind of like the old signs because it said Mississippi feels like coming home. And I'm not a Mississippian. I'm not even from the South, maybe Southern Ohio. Uh, but it just, it always felt just like that to me. It felt like I was coming back to like, I'm supposed to be there, that's home.
We hope you enjoyed visiting Cathead, and a special thanks to Roger Stoley. Find full broadcast episodes of Mississippi Roads on YouTube TV, the MPB Public Media app, and at mpbonline.org. Selling the Blues was produced by Shirley Dixon. Mile Marker and Mississippi Roads is executive produced by Katie Savage and a product of Mississippi Public Broadcasting.